seems to me that there's a lot of prep work that has to go into uh, preparing that, that soil uh, for the seed. Uh, you know, we've kind of been celebrating these last few weeks, uh, Trinity Sunday and Corpus Christi and Pentecost and all these uh, wonderful celebrations in the life of the church. Uh, but it means that we've missed uh, the preceding Gospels uh, from the Gospel of Mark. It's all familiar stuff. It's all stuff that you've heard before. You know, the parable of the sower. The sower goes out to sow, and some of the seed falls on the path, and others on the rocky ground, and the, 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 the thorny soil, and then some of it falls on good soil, thanks be to God, and it bears fruit. So all that is sort of the context that's leading up to the parables uh, about the kingdom of heaven that we're still uh, hearing about today in, in the Gospel. And so this, this is how it is with the kingdom of God. A man goes and scatters seed on the land. And so our Lord moves from this, this sense of like, well, I hope the land is fertile. Uh, like, I hope there's actually some good soil here that's going to allow the seeds to take root uh, to, to focusing on, uh, well, what's the, what's the thing that actually makes the seed to sprout? Uh, I've ever, you know, sat and tried to watch plants grow. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's kind of a boring task. And yet, uh, we know that there's something happening interiorly. Uh, there's something very good happening uh, interiorly, and something that, that God willing is going to bear, uh, in the end, uh, much fruit. But I, I think the point here, as, as we know, that, that scattering the seed and sowing the seed is, is about sowing and preaching the Word of God, is that, oh, how does Scripture say it elsewhere? Uh, God's Word is alive. It strikes to the heart. It pierces more surely than a two-edged sword. And the word that God sends forth upon the earth, he says, is not going to return to me void. It's going to achieve the end for which I sent it. And so that's, that's the seed that is being sown. Uh, or even scattered is the language that's used. It's, it's, that, that word of, of scattering the seed is, is slightly more indiscriminate uh, than we might think, at least in our modern world, would be uh, as uh, more effective so to speak. I'm only going to place, you know, sow the seed rather in places where it's going to, I know it's going to bear fruit. But this is sort of an indiscriminate scattering of the seed. And again, we hope that the, that the seed ground is fertile, uh, is fruitful, uh, and is receptive, so to speak. But regardless, the point isn't so much, or rather, isn't only the fact that the ground itself needs to be uh, receptive. The point is that the seed that is sown is itself, like has within itself, the power to, to grow. This is really good news for us. Because it means that as, insofar as I'm certainly required to respond to the word of God and respond to the ways that God wants me to prepare to receive him, for example, here in Holy Communion, it also means that God is doing the bulk of the hard work. I can be like extremely perfectly receptive to some kind of a seed, but if that seed isn't, well, worthwhile, if that seed isn't actually going to bring life, well, it doesn't matter how receptive I am, it's not going to be any good. Parents, you understand this, because you're very careful, often, about the things that your children come into contact with. You're very careful, often, about the kinds of people they hang out with, because you know that bad company corrupts good morals. <laughs> you know that the things that we receive into our bodies and into our souls uh, can have either a good or a bad effect. Well, the seed of the Word of God, God Himself, who wants to enter deeply into our souls, this is the one, this is the seed that actually gives life. 
And it's, it's, the, it's the thing that our Lord invites us to focus on today. Do I make a, a home in my heart for the goodness of the Word of God? It really invites us into a deep trust, especially in the modern world where um, the last thing that people want to do is, is trust that whatever is written in Scripture is actually the Word of God. Like, do, do you really believe that? That's what we get asked, isn't it? Do you really believe that all those things that seem to be so contrary to many of the, uh, how do we say it, uh, accepted dogma in the world today? <clears throat> do you believe Scripture over what, what the news says? I don't care what news channel you watch. Where's my focus? Where do I trust is the thing that's going to bring me life, not just here in this world, but also, also in the next, which, let's be honest, is in the end more important. Well, that invites us into that deep faith this morning. To what shall we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It's like a mustard seed, that when it's sown in the ground is the smallest of all seeds, but once it's sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants. That image of the mustard seed is so familiar to us. Um, it's not always in the context of this parable, though. It's in the context of the other one, when the apostles, the apostles say, Lord, increase our faith. And you know what his response is. He says, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, okay, he doesn't mean to rebuke them there. He invites them to realize that the only faith you need is the faith the size of a mustard seed. Something small, something very simple, something that looks at the Word of God, which itself sometimes seems to be so small like that. If you're willing to trust, even simply, in whatever faith it is that you have, if you're willing to say to our Lord, I do believe you, I do trust you, He moves mountains in your life. He moves mountains in your hearts. He moves mountains in the world. The invitation for us, again, is just to have that little bit of faith because we see the effect it can have. God didn't invite us, uh, how do we say it, uh, to enter into uh, a political kingdom. He didn't do that. When he says, go and preach to all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, he is saying, go change the world. But he's not saying, go take over the world in the modern kind of a sense. He says, I want you to fulfill the vocation, the calling that I have given to you. Uh, I've said it before, but uh, Mother Teresa's line is one of my favorites. If you, want to go to, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Why is that the case? Because that's the vocation that God has called most of, most of us to. We can expand it and say, okay, fulfill the vocation to which God has called you. It's beautiful. Just respond to God's will for you in the moment. Because as much as you and I want to go change the world and fix all of the problems that are out there, because there are lots of them, as much as we want to do that, how much more does God want to do it? And if it's the work that I have to engage in to clear the soil of my heart, to get rid of those rocks and thorns and to, and to aerate it so that it's actually receptive to the Word of God, how much more is the power of the Word itself, the power of the seed that is sown, to take root in, an, in a receptive soul and actually bear fruit, even if it's just well, the faith the size of, of a mustard seed. That's all that he invites us into. So simple, and yet sometimes so overcomplicated. 
by us Christians. What are the, what are the great, what's the greatest commandment? Not the 613 or whatever that were in the old Mosaic law, but real simple. Go love God above all things with your whole mind, heart, body, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's all that he asks of me to do. He can take care of the rest. Thanks be to God that he's the Savior and I'm not, because that looks pretty painful up there. He invites me to follow him, sure, to take up my cross daily and walk with him all the way to Calvary. He invites me to suffer with him in certain kinds of ways. But he says, I'm the one who achieves the victory. And that's the place that we put our faith. Today, as we are about to receive Holy Communion, and today as we have some servers who are graduating uh, from high school, uh, well, all of you know the prep that goes into both of these uh, wonderful events. Whether it's the studying uh, because of CCD or at school or whatever else, wherever else, uh, the hard work, again, uh, with uh, other extracurricular activities, community service, all these kinds of things that are, that are part of sort of getting ready to be an adult, whatever that means, right? We know uh, that the preparation, when it's well done, uh, does allow us finally to receive what God wants to give. That's what Holy Communion is, because he doesn't just give us stuff in the world. He gives us himself. He doesn't just give us uh, pleasantness and peace and and ease in this life. We know that no one can escape the difficulties of the modern world. But he does promise to be with us in all things and at, at all times. And that's why we remain close here to the altar. That's why it's so exciting to be able to receive him in communion for the first time. Uh, and we know not the last. That's why it's so wonderful for us to have somebody who says, I am the infinite power of God to live within me. Like, what more could I want? What more what do I need to face all the difficulties and the challenges of the world? And with faith the size of a mustard seed, all that he gives belongs to us. We too become then uh, that beautiful tree that, how does you say it? One that puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. I hope that's my Christian witness out in the world. The world needs a little bit of help, or maybe a lot. Uh, And our Lord comes to us and lives within us precisely so that we can be that help for the rest of the world. Maybe not over in a foreign country or elsewhere or even in Washington, D.C., but maybe just in the place to which God has called me at home, living out my vocation well, at school, at work, amongst my friends, whatever it happens to be. That's the place where my faith can bear fruit. And that's the place where I invite others to dwell in the shade and to dwell in the goodness that God has given to me. Because the gift he asked me to give is the same gift that he gives to us, and that is Christ himself.